0: gospel today comes from Matthew chapter 20 verses 1 to 16. Jesus said to the disciples, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me, or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Oh, so... They say that this parable from Jesus is, in our Matthew text today, is one of the most controversial teachings of Jesus and his ministry. When I read that in my preparation this week, at first I was sort of surprised. um, Maybe because I have been hearing this parable told over and over again, um, especially around racial justice or equity work. But then, the more I thought about it, the more I realized it shouldn't really be that surprising, right? Um, we kind of get used to our own cultural idea that you get what you have earned, what you deserve. That there's an essence of fairness to all of this, and a fairness to the blessings and the gifts that God gives as well. And we think back to you know our own childhoods um, and our difficulties with. Uh, things not always being fair. I know Hadley often has said lately, it's not fair. Well, it might not be fair that she has to have a bedtime, but it is right. (laughs) I just love the way our readings from the gospel and from the Old Testament today go together so well. From Jonah, we get to read just the last part of his story, and you might know Jonah as the guy who survived the belly of a large fish, but his story is a lot more than that. The reason he was in the fish in the first place is because he ran away from God because he didn't want to preach about God to the people of Nineveh. He didn't think they deserved it, he didn't think they earned it. He didn't want them to even have the option to change and to do better. He wanted them to be, sm- to be smitten, smited. He didn't want them to live. He wanted God to be angry with them and to destroy Nineveh. That's what he wanted, and that's a tough one, right? But as we know, eventually Jonah does go to Nineveh, not happy about it, and he preaches what is often described as the worst sermon ever, but even God, God can even use the worst sermons to change, and to work on the hearts and minds of people, right? Thank God for that, but with all of this, the people of Nineveh change. They repent, and they begin worshiping the God of the Israelites, and they change at, like, the last possible second before their destruction, sort of like a deathbed confession, and still, even though they did not live their entire lives righteously. God has mercy for them too. In the first verse of chapter four and the second, this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said while I was still in my own country? That is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and ready to relent from punishing. So the reason that Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh in the first place was because he knew that the God that he loved and believed in was a merciful, gracious God, abounding in steadfast love. And he didn't want the Ninevites to have that. That's the kind of anger and hatred that we see in the book of Jonah. And we kind of gloss over with the Sunday school version of the text. And throughout both Jonah and Matthew today, God gives us glimpses of the kind of justice that God entangles us in. It's not a justice like we expect in our lives. It's not fair, but it is right. Jonah is so upset by God's unfairness in his eyes, by God's righteousness for the people of Nineveh, and so he prays to God, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. He is so depressed by what God has done, he wants to die. And so our gracious God, who is merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, Doesn't punish Jonah. Instead, God tries to show Jonah a little life lesson involving a bush and the sun. And just like in his anger and depression over Nineveh, Jonah is furious that the bush grew and died all in one day, leaving him to the sun. And I think Jonah's a bit dramatic, to be fair. So when God says to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the bush? and Jonah says, yes, angry enough to die. I don't know if I could or should roll my eyes at this, but Jonah does not come across well in his own story, and so God tries to explain to Jonah the truth that it's not for Jonah to decide how God shares grace and mercy, just like it wasn't up to Jonah what happened with the bush. For God, it's not about our idea of fairness. It's not fair that the bush shaded Jonah for a moment and then died away. It doesn't feel fair to Jonah that the Ninevites got a chance to be given God's grace, but with God, when it comes to God's justice, it's not always fair in the way we understand fairness, but it is right. And so, When we get to our Matthew text, rather than growing a bush in front of those listening to Jesus in our reading today, he tries to explain the same kind of justice of God's grace and love with a parable. In this parable, a vineyard owner goes out several times a day to seek workers for his vineyard. Each time, the owner finds people who are waiting to work, who are standing in the hot, scorching sun, hoping for a way to care for their families, and he says to them, you go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right, whatever is right. And as the parable goes, we find out the vineyard for the vineyard owner, whatever is right means the same daily wage, whether you worked an hour or 10, which is what is so controversial about this parable because it's not fair. Fairness in our understanding is equal work for equal pay that you get what you deserve, what you earn, and anything more than that or anything less than that is unfair. It's a big part of our economic systems and it's also a part of our culture in our society. When we talk about prejudices and we talk about institutional and systemic biases like racism and sexism and homophobia and transphobia and xenophobia and classism, why are there so many of these? When we talk about our relationships with one another, And even sometimes within our faith systems, we try to talk about it as like a sense of fairness, that we all mostly get equal opportunities and it's up to us to earn our way. That's equality. That seems fair, right? But the issue is God is about equality and equity. And if you don't know the difference, I'll post this really helpful picture on our Facebook later today, but it's a cartoon, like a newspaper comic of uh, two different boxes. One says equality and one says equity. And it's three kids standing and pe- trying to peer over a wooden fence to watch a baseball game. And one kid is tall enough that he can just see over the fence on his own. And then the middle kid can barely peek over, um, you know, just over his eyes. And then the little kid can't see anything. And so with equality, we would give each of those kids a box to stand on. The problem with that is that the tall kid could already see before and doesn't really need the box, but, and the middle kid can see now just fine, but the little kid still can't. And so with equity, it's about shifting the boxes so all can see. It's about working together to make sure everyone has access, that everyone actually has those opportunities And that's what God is about, too. God isn't just about equally sharing grace and love and mercy with all people, but God wants to share in a way that is right, that gives all people the access that they need to God's self and in the world, right? And so, like being the worker who is not hired all day, those workers weren't lazy. They're never described that way, they were idle because they were waiting to be hired. They can't just go to a vineyard on their own to start working, someone needs to call them to it. And so they probably spent the entire day in that scorching heat with nothing to eat or drink, hoping for just something for them and their families. And when we think about faith, the reality is, unfortunately, we judge one another for being more or less faithful. For how we access worship we tend to even accidentally create hierarchies of acceptableness and we might even grumble when those who are newer who appear somehow less faithful who don't seem to have done the work that we have done in our faith begin to take leadership and make changes there's a reason this parable is so controversial it highlights the unfairness of how we treat one another Of the expectations we put on one another, it highlights something in us and declares it to be different from God's idea of generosity and righteousness. We might find ourselves grumbling a little bit with this parable. We might find ourselves trying to explain it away as, well, that's how God is, but not how I have to be. And for those who are oppressed, who struggle to experience the same kind of opportunities as others, for those who seek liberation, This parable is good news, and for many of us, it's a kind of news that we wrestle with. But as the vineyard owner speaks to the workers, Jesus speaks to us too. Jesus says, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me, or are you envious because I am generous? Jesus says that for the vineyard owner, but he says that from himself too. I think that's why We struggle with this parable because as humans, we can tend towards the envious, even if we really, really don't want to. We want to control, even though we want to try and be generous too, but we tend to prefer things our own way. And here's the thing, what Jesus did for us, his generosity, it's not fair. It's just right. Jesus gave himself the only thing that truly belonged to him in his human life. He gave that human life away for you and me on the cross. He died and rose again for you and for me and for all people, for all of our envious tendencies, for all of the ways we struggle with God's righteousness and grace for all, for all the times we grumble. Jesus keeps giving us love and grace and mercy anyway. Thank God it's not fair, right? Thank God we don't get what we deserve. Thank God that God is right and righteous and gracious and slow to anger and filled with unending, everlasting, steadfast love for all of us. Thank God that God calls us through the one who calls us to work, who calls us to do, who calls us to love and share grace. Thank God that we might all receive the undeserved gift of Jesus. Thanks be to God. Amen.